episode number two. Let's go. Welcome to the Weight Training Podcast with your host, Tracy Waite. Hey, we are back for episode number two. Really appreciate being here on the Weight Training Podcast. This week, we have a fantastic uh, treat for you. We have a local volleyball athlete, Allie Olson, who is a captain of the club volleyball team that I was one of the coaches of. She's just graduated with honors. She was a right side hitter for us and a setter. She's a solid person who's consistent on and off the court. We cover in this interview a range of topics that I think are really going to impress you about this young lady and the bright future she has ahead of her, as well as how mature she is and how she sees the world. So I can't wait to share our interview with you. So without further ado, here's Allie Olson. Allie, welcome to the Weight Training Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm thrilled that you uh, accepted the invitation to yes. be on the show. Me too. Happy about it. I've uh, been thrilled to have you on, on club or Team Strong Club Volleyball over the last four years, mm -hmm. and I've been able to see you grow both as an athlete and as a person. And so I'm so excited to be able to share you and some of what makes you tick with other people out there, because I think there's a lot that other athletes can learn from you as well as uh, people in general, just as to what motivates you, what gets you up and gets you going, what keeps you focused. And I think it'd be um, really interesting to find out what some of your passions are, as well as your goals for the future. For sure. So I'm uh, really excited about di diving into some of that stuff. Could you share with us real quick, just a little bit about um, who Allie is, mm -hmm. where you live, um, what kinds of things um, you're excited about right now, and uh, then we'll get into some other of these questions that I have down here. Yeah, I um, so I'm Allie. I live in Colorado. I've lived here for about 10 years. Um, I you know I love with Colorado, that's different than, I, I used to live in Nevada and Colorado is different because everyone is a bit more, um, I guess you could say physical. Everyone's more passionate about being outdoors and being physical. And so living in Colorado, I've been really involved in sports. Um, more than I was when I was younger, um, and I, yeah, I'm a very religious person. I'm part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I'm serving a mission um, awesome. for my church. I'm going to Salt Lake City, actually, which is not the most exciting place, but I'm excited about it, cause, especially because I'm speaking Spanish. So, so the whole me. mission is going to be in Spanish? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be living in the States, and so the day-to-day -day dialect will probably be in English, but... I'll be teaching and serving a lot of people who are Spanish who have moved and immigrated to Salt Lake to work and stuff. And so, so the fact yeah. that it's um, going to be a mission in Spanish mm -hmm. is that outside your comfort zone? I think I I, I actually really wanted to speak Spanish when I okay. was going. To, you know, when with these missions, I don't get a say into where I'm going or what I'm mm -hmm. doing, or what I'm what language I'm speaking, but. The one thing I really, really kind of wanted was to speak Spanish, okay. um, just because I know how much it'll benefit me in my future, um, in my future career, in just day-to-day -day life. I think it could benefit me a lot. And so um, it is um, a bit overwhelming to have to be immersed because I'm going to get train in Mexico. For I'm going to get language training there. And so the immersion part of it, just going straight right into immersion is kind of nerve-wracking for me, but I think it'll be the best way to learn it, for sure. But don't you think that that immersion is going to be able to give you 
some good skills as to how to learn and pick up new things in mm-hmm. your life um, in a short period of time. Yeah, being and, able to get out of my comfort zone and yeah. become comfortable in something that's uncomfortable. Absolutely. I'm a <laughs> yeah. big fan of that. Yeah. Um, let's uh, dive into a little bit of your sports background. Mm-hmm. Have you always been a volleyball player or did you start out playing volleyball at a young age? Tell us a little bit about you and uh, your athletic uh, history and experience. Yeah, no, so I've always been involved in sports. My mom was that typical mom who kind of put her little daughter in gymnastics or dance or whatever. And so I started g- gymnastics when I was about three. And wow, three years old. Yeah, and I was a little spitfire at it, I think. And um, I loved it so much. And we moved to Nevada, and they didn't have gymnastics because um, we lived in the smallest town there is. And so I picked up soccer, and I was really great at it. But I, was, I still missed gymnastics so much. I was so passionate about it. And so when we moved here to Colorado, there was a lot more opportunity for sports, kind of like I said at the beginning. And so um, I hopped right into gymnastics and I got really good at it. And I. Um, what does really good mean? Tell yeah, us what I, that means. Um, I was progressing in my skills really well. Um, and I was moving up the, you know, there's level one through 10. And so I was moving up that ladder. So pretty 10's fast. the highest you can get to? Yeah. And yeah. I quit. I quit around 10 and I was in level five. Okay. Um, and I. Um, I quit just because there was, you know, I, I was getting a lot of injuries and that was kind of hindering my progression in gymnastics. And I, I wanted, I'm someone who's very driven by goals and by, um, by the opportunity of progression. Yeah. And so I felt like I couldn't, I was having a hard time progressing in gymnastics because I always had a sprained ankle. And so I um, had friends who were doing volleyball and they invited me to come join their team. And I was like, perfect opportunity for me to start something and become good at it again and not may, hopefully not get injured as much. <laughs> so was so, that here in Castle Rock that you were on a, yep, on I, a rec team? Yeah, I started the... You know, Castle Rock Rec Center. Uh, first team was the Orange Tigers. I was really embarrassed about that name, actually. But I started right out of, um, th- right at the beginning, um, overhand serving, actually. Wow. I Yeah, I was, I kind of had a natural little talent for volleyball. And so I'm glad I started it because I found right away that I was good at it. And there was so much area for growth because I would see these older girls in high school been able to spike the ball and block it and gave me goals and I was so excited to get get good at it. <laughs> so who was coaching that first rec team? Was it a parent of one of the other kids on the team or was it uh, a coach from the rec center? Do you remember? It was a parent from someone on the team, I think. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was someone who I wasn't scared of the ball. There were a lot of girls who were kind of scared of it and kind of, I didn't understand that. I was like, let's go, let's go after the ball. And so... It, yeah, is, it, it is just a ball full of air. Exactly. It's going to hurt, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was, I had a little spark for volleyball, and I, I, I would say that I've grown a lot as a volleyball player. And so well, I have to agree. Yeah. It's <laughs> been around you. Thank you. Uh, give me a little bit of an idea about um, what you learned about yourself by being a an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. both in gymnastics and in volleyball. What um, or how as being an athlete and having that as part of your life, how is that enhanced who Allie is? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, um, you know, there's no opportunity for growth when things are easy. And 
Um, that's one thing I definitely learned in gymnastics uh, is, you know, I would get lots of injuries and they wouldn't let me sit down. Like I would land on my ankle wrong or something and they're like, sorry, you gotta keep going. And so I had to definitely learn how to push through the pain and, and grow even when things are hard. Um, but then I've also learned how important goals are. You know, I, I always have people to look up to. So with gymnastics, I always looked up to the, to Sean Johnson and Nastia Lukin and all the Olympians because they were doing it. They were doing it right. They, they were good at it and I wanted to reach that. And so with volleyball as well, like I would, I would see high schoolers who were, or college players who were super good at volleyball and I, uh, it gave me that goal of to work towards of I want to be a great hitter like this like this girl or whatever so that's why in volleyball when you always encourage us to go watch um, someone in your position from the college lover level or something I always loved those challenges because it was like I I see that you know this hitter is taking a quicker approach or whatever I want to be yes. work on that this week or whatever so that's awesome I mean yeah. I think sports has the ability to impact our lives in a lot of different ways. I mean, I don't think it just has to be sports, but it's great hearing you talk about the goal setting and mm -hmm. just um, a little bit of that toughness, mm -hmm. even though I don't necessarily agree with uh, people pushing through injuries. Yeah, um, it's tough. But uh, I think that uh, creates a little bit of a mentality that you know, just because I'm in a little discomfort doesn't mean that I can't get, keep going forward. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Tell me, um, how do you like to be coached? What what type of uh, coach really makes you better? Yeah, actually, and I'm not trying to say this to suck up to you, I'm being honest, but <laughs> this you're, you're, the pairing of you and Coach Kevin was perfect for me. And it was perfect way of how I learn and coach be, and am coached because I'm someone who needs the logical side of something. I need to see how okay. something is done right. I need to see exactly where I am, where I need to be. Um, and so I think I was the only person on the team who liked when coach Kevin would go and um, draw the positions and stuff up on the, the whiteboard and discuss it like that because I'm someone who needs to see the right way and the right position, the right, you know, everything of how to do it. And then I can go forward from there and add my own flair to it or my own skill to it. Um, but I'm definitely someone who needs to see the logical side of something. But then I also learn from passion. When someone's passionate about something and when someone's excited about something, it makes me equally as excited. So you and see so, it as being contagious? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I, I'm someone who catches on pretty quick. So, you know, for you, for example, like when you coached, you were excited for us and you were excited about, you know, the idea of progression and stuff. And so that was really good for me. And even in, in AP, my AP literature class. I going into that, I hated reading. I hated the idea of like symbolism and annotating books. I hated that. But my teacher was so passionate about mm. the books that we would read, about every detail that was in that book, every word that was in that book, and it in turn made me excited for it. It made me excited of, wow, like this author is putting so much into this book. Like what can I annotate out of this? What can I find meaning of? And so it, you know, I from that class, I went in hating it and came out like loving the you know literature, annotating literature, and so it that sounds like stuff. you like being coached um, by people that are passionate with purpose exactly. and can give you the whys behind things yes. that really helps to bring it alive. Yeah, perfect way of putting it. I think that's uh, important to understand. You know, in coaching, sometimes um, coaches can get a little frustrated mm -hmm. and they can. Um, 
raise their voice or show a little bit of frustration, how does that impact you? Do you take it and um, make it a positive thing or is it something that doesn't really do much for you? I'd be interested to hear that from you. Yeah, I I am definitely an advocate of honesty and that's kind of also what I learned as a team captain, as Team Strong, um, just because you need to put it real. Like if you have goals, and um, you have this potential, you can't fake your way through it. If you're not, re- if you're not on the, the path to reaching that goal, you can't fake your way and just say, oh, everyone's doing great. Like, you gotta put it straight, I think. And so, um, yeah, when coaches, you know, give it to you straight and show their frustration, it's only out of obviously caring for them because it's like, we want to reach, we have this similar goal we wanna reach and, and you guys aren't, you guys are, you know, damned right now, right? You guys are in a position where you're not working for it. And so I want to remind you, you know, you've got to work for it. And so I, even me as a captain of the team, I, I sent out a few text messages to the group of like, just reminding the people, the team, the girls on the team of just remember, uh, you know, this potential we have and the goals we want to reach. And we've got to really push through this. And so I think, you know, I think girl, people can grow from, you know, get getting straight with each other, you know. I agree. I think when it's uh, at appropriate times mm-hmm. and for appropriate reasons, for sure. not just um, because a game isn't necessarily going mm-hmm. correctly, but, you know, I've, I have lots of, uh, and if you listen to some of my podcasts in the mm-hmm. future, I have lots to say about coaching and yeah, my, sure. <laughs> my criticism of yeah. how uh, coaching is done um, in this day and age. I think that there's, a lot that could be tweaked by coaches to mm-hmm. make uh, better impacts on the success of the people that are being coached or the athletes and to help them grow as people and not just uh, the win record, win and loss record of mm-hmm. the coach. And that's something yeah. that is a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, I think when you use like fear and intimidation to drive a team, I think that's when it gets kind of tough. But when you're when you're doing out of honesty and out of like gen like a genuine care of the people and you want to help them reach their goals i think that's when it's acceptable not when you're trying to scare your your you know teammates into doing something i agree i'm not in my head because that's uh we're in complete agreement with that yeah we talked about this a little bit in our test section um prior to the live broadcast but what is something that uh, Allie's most proud of um up to this point yeah i I'm proud of um, my commitment as a person. I, um, when I have something that's important to me, I'm not someone who loses my spark for it. I, um, so for example, you know, when I was 14, I had the, the idea um, of going on a mission. And you know, when you're 14, you got a lot of ideas going on in your head, right? And so, you know, a lot of people kind of lose that spark when they have, when they're younger, I'll tell people. you, most 14-year-olds yeah. lose what that thought was. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm proud of myself because I committed to that idea, and I committed to that um, idea of going on a mission, and I, I trained for it, and I um, studied a lot for it, and I'm happy to say that now that I'm almost 19, I'm, I'm going on a mission. I, I didn't lose that spark of that I of that when I was when I, when I was 14 years old, and and same with volleyball. I you know, I could have easily quit after freshman year, even junior year when I was about to quit. I, but I decided, you know, I want to commit to this team 
and because it's important to me and I, I didn't lose any kind of spark in it and I gave surprisingly my most effort in my senior season. I gave, I gave that season my all and so I, I'm someone who when I have a spark for something I don't lose it and I push harder and I, I, I even make it a flame into a fire. <laughs> I love but, that. Yeah. I, I love your explanation of what you're most proud of which is your commitment mm -hmm. because seeing uh, a commitment acted on and then now seeing it come to fruition mm -hmm. it's very satisfying isn't it yeah it is totally well i want to unpack or unwrap a little bit the what you just talked about with uh, volleyball when you were so you played high school volleyball your freshman and sophomore year for the school yeah for i never high actually played for the school you never actually played for uh -uh. Your high school. Okay. i um I don't appreciate the politics and um Boy, you know. we have lots to talk about on that yeah <laughs> we might have to do a part two yeah talk about that part because i'm the same yeah. exact way yeah i don't appreciate some of the attitudes and um the morals that they push at my school but um but yeah i so i, I didn't know that. i thought that you and mckenzie had played um on the same team in high school no, actually yeah i have Very i never played high school only club so you played club volleyball your um, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school. Yes. After your junior year, um, at the end of that club season, we were in Arizona, and you were um, basically telling all of the girls, mm. except for the coaches, mm -hmm. that you weren't <laughs> going to be coming back and playing your senior year. Yeah. So. Tell us a little bit about your thought process of why you're thinking of not playing volleyball your senior year. Yeah. Um, like I said before, I'm both a very logical person and I'm a very passionate person. And so sometimes that's hard to mix. Yeah. Um, and so with this whole junior season, senior season thing, I, you know, I always obviously had these goals to go on a mission and that costs money and to go to college yes. costs money and, and volleyball. You have, to, you have to fund your mission. Is that yeah. Correct? Yep. Yeah. And so volleyball also costs a lot of money. And, yes, it does. Um, and so the practicality of me spending money on volleyball, the, that money could have gone towards my mission or yes. that money, you know. And I also wanted to have a job my senior year and um, lots of AP classes. And so the practicality of me doing volleyball, um, I don't know, it just didn't really make lots of sense. Um, but, you know, I was. I was also so passionate about volleyball. I loved the sport and how I was progressing in it. Towards the end of my junior year, I remember that was when I was trans transferring into a more of a hitter. And I was starting right. to become super passionate about hitting, becoming a right side hitter. And so I was so excited about that. I loved my team members so much and my coaches. I like everything about volleyball I loved. And so it was so hard for me to be like, well, I have these goals of college and of a mission but I have the this love in my life. What you know? What do I do? And so that was one of the most stressful times in my life was trying to figure out what choice to make. But what ultimately changed your mind to? Uh, I know you and I had a discussion with your yeah. mom. It was a tough night. <laughs> it was yeah. a tough night. Yep. Um, my whole goal with uh, that discussion that we had was just to, from my perspective, remind you how well you were doing in volleyball, mm -hmm. how much you'd grown, mm -hmm. and that we don't always have the opportunity to play um, a sport that we love mm -hmm. in high school the rest of our life, because we're only in high school for four years. Mm -hmm. And so just talk us through a little bit of what ultimately made you um, decide to go ahead and play your senior year. 
Yeah, I, um, I remember you encouraged me that night to write a pros and cons list, and I did that. Um, and I figured out, and I, I wrote out a, a time schedule of my day because I had this job at a law firm and they were allowing me to work 10 hours a week. And so that's about two hours a day. And so I wrote out a time frame of how my day could look. And um, it ended up working out where I had off, enough off hours during my school day to get my homework done. And then I could go to, to work right after and then volleyball and I would still get on my hours in at work and I'd still be able to fit in volleyball and I'd still be making money and and so you know thinking about that practicality of it really made sense to me and and but ultimately I made the decision because I I had so much room for growth and I had I I had so much passion for it if I I the main thing I thought about was if I didn't have volleyball what would I really be having fun with in my life, you know, because work isn't that fun, school's not that fun. And so if I, if I didn't do volleyball, I wouldn't have that fun aspect of, aspect of my life. And I, who knows, I could have kind of spiraled down into a very negative attitude because <laughs> who knows, because I, you know, school this, my senior year was super tough for me. Calculus was, ugh, man, I don't even want to talk about calculus. <laughs> but, but if I didn't have volleyball, I would have gone crazy, I think, because I didn't have that outlet for Myself. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So it was definitely worth it. Totally you made, worth it. You made it. the right decision. 100% worth it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we were glad to have you. And uh, I know it was a little bit difficult financially. I think you thought there might be some scholarship that were available after we had that discussion. Oh, yeah. And that didn't end up coming through. So yeah. did that kind of uh, make it even more difficult? I actually think the whole financial part of it made it more meaningful because um, I, I paid for it myself. Um, and it actually made it so much more meaningful for me because I was like, if I'm putting every penny into this, I'm going to put every ounce of effort I have into this. And, um, so you didn't take it for granted. No. And it actually ended up working totally fine because right now I've already saved up for all of my mission and I'm saving up for after my mission. And so Uh, financially it didn't even make a dent in, you know, I couldn't imagine not even doing it at all. So that's right. Yeah. I tell our kids that uh, you know $1,000 may seem like it's a lot right now, mm-hmm. but in the scheme of your entire life, it's just barely scratches the surface as yeah. far as um, you know For a sure. value of what you can get out of an yeah. experience. And the memories we made are so much more worth yeah. you know a thousand bucks. Absolutely. But. So I want to talk a tiny bit about um, you have just graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. And you now have decided to go on your mission instead of going off to college mm-hmm. um, after summer of your high school um, graduation. Like all of your other friends, mm-hmm. all of your teammates on your team are all, you're probably seeing them on social media, getting checked into their dorm rooms yeah. and starting their college classes. You're pretty exceptional about how you've handled and how you've stuck to your commitment of what you want to do and having your plan and mm-hmm. kind of keeping your blinders on as far as how you are looking at what you want to do with your life and not getting swayed by the what I call quote unquote peer pressure mm-hmm. of doing what everybody else is doing. Talk a little bit about if that's been a struggle for you. Talk a little bit about um, if that really hasn't been an issue. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it is weird to think for me that when I get back, like my all my friends will be you know going into their junior year of college. That is kind of crazy for me to think about. But um, for me, one. I had a couple of teachers that I, you know, had a really great connection with, and they, 
they really taught me of what you know society's clock is that it exists that society kind of has this clock and this expectation for everyone and if you're not going according to society's clock then you're on the wrong you know you're it's not all you know you're not doing it the right way and um and so they made me aware of that and they really taught that you know you don't have to follow that that you know you can follow your own path and so this whole decision of me going on a mission instead of going to college first because I'm still going to go to college after yep. this but um you know it was it was a very spiritual decision for me as well but also being aware that it's still going to work out for me even if I don't follow the you know graduate go straight to college and whatever you know it's it's still going to work out for me and um I I I believe that you know, God has a plan and a, a timing and a purpose for everyone. And so that's what I, my purpose is, is to kind of follow God's timing for me and God's purpose for me. Because I believe that he has a purpose for me in, in Salt Lake right now at this time. And so that was kind of my decision. And I, I haven't really had a hard time with, you know, seeing my, obviously I miss all my friends and because yeah. they're all, I think I'm the only one who's in, you know, in Colorado other than the girls going to UNC. But, um, yeah, I, it's been kind of hard still living at home when I see all my other friends having fun at college, but um, I definitely think, you know, that's their timing for them and it's all working out for them and I've got my own timing and it'll all work out for me, so. Well, just so you know, that's a very uh, mature response. I mean, there's Thank not you. too many people that have been able to, at your age, um, think that way and have as strong of a will and commitment. So kudos to you, that's Thank awesome. You. I'm really excited about just what that's going to mean for you and decisions that you make because mm -hmm. whether you realize it or not I think you realize this is that life is just a bunch of decisions and choices every day kind of like what we'll talk about in a second with mm -hmm. your last 21 days oh, or yes. actually 31, 31 days of working out and eating better mm -hmm. um, that we have lots of decisions to make every single day and choices that we can make and it's uh, how often we make good ones mm -hmm. that determine ultimately um, whether we're getting better yeah. or staying the same or falling back. Yeah. So just from being down the road a little bit further than you, um, <laughs> yeah. that's a very mature mindset and it's gonna serve you very, very well. Thank you. So yeah. That's awesome. Um, let's pause real quick and I wanna show a video and then uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that and we'll wrap up. Sound good? All right, yeah. Hey, this is Coach Tracy checking in real quick. If you're enjoying the interview, head on over to iTunes and consider subscribing and leaving us a review. I'd really appreciate it. And now back to the interview. All right, Allie, we're back. So what does that uh, video, we just watched a little bit of the Team Strong video from mm -hmm. uh, 2017 in Phoenix, Arizona. What will you remember most about uh, being on a club volleyball team? I remember, you know, obviously this video shows all the good times. Yeah. But, but I highlight remember, reel. yeah, it's the highlight reel, but... Um, we had some hard times in Arizona too, and um, you know this just helps me remember that our team was so good at fighting through those hard times and still being able to have fun and have those great plays and get excited, you know, um, about great hits or great sets. Or so are we talking about hard times on the court or off the court? I mean, especially in Arizona, we had a little bit of both this year, but on on the court especially, because um, our team never really had much drama, so there was yeah, not much difficulty off of the court but um on the court yeah we had to fight through some hard plays and 
Um, our team kind of had a track record of starting a game slow, and we we had a and we also had a good record of coming back up and fighting until right. the end. And so, um, yeah, just we had a lot of hard times, but look how much good came out of it, you know. Absolutely, everybody. Kevin and I watched that video last night. Coach Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, who was my assistant coach, or he was the head coach, I was his assistant, and we compared it to um, how you guys played your first year mm-hmm. when he was not here yet because he mm-hmm. came on our second year as a team. And he said, oh, my gosh, you know, everybody just improves so, so much. So I want to ask you a question. You were uh, team captain this year yeah, on, this, on Team Strong. What did you learn about yourself and your ability to lead? And then also, what did you learn about your teammates by being a captain? Yeah, I um, I learned that, you know, it's important to stick to your word because a lot of times, like I said before, I had some honest times with my team where I sat down and I was like, guys, I don't think we're working as hard as we could. Like, we have these goals um, and we have this potential and I don't think, you know, we have a mindset right now of, you know, I had to go through those hard um conversations with the team and I know a lot of other girls were thinking the same thing but you know I kind of had to be the one to speak up a lot of times um would you have done that if you weren't the captain I don't know it would be hard but you know it was kind of um I felt more at um you know in the right to to be able to say it because they kind of voted me as captain so they wanted me to be their advocate you know for each other and so um but you know, I would speak up and I would encourage girls to do something. You know, I would tell them, hey, you know, make a goal for yourself. For example, mine will, my goal is, you know, to block better this year and to be a better hitter and to have a greater vertical so I can, you know, have better hits, stronger hits. And so I couldn't tell the girls that and, um, and then not have a goal for myself and then not do things to work for that goal. Because I would encourage them, hey, so make this goal and do all you can to reach that goal. And... You know, if I, it would be hypocritical for me to tell the girls that and then just go and veg on my couch and never work for anything. And so I think, um, I learned a lot of having to stick to your word, especially as a leader. And, but also you get to feel what it's like to be accountable. Yeah, for sure. Accountability. That's a big thing. I learned that the past 31 days for sure. But, um, but then also what I learned about my team members is it's just kind of cool because, you know, when you our leader, I guess you could say, like you see everyone a little bit differently. And so I, I saw the potential a lot in my teammates and I saw their, you know, I saw their, them working for their goals and becoming better. And, and so I, I could definitely see the growth more than I would if I was just, you know, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm a big <laughs> fan of putting people in leadership positions because, mm-hmm. uh, I think you learn a lot about yourself as mm-hmm. well as, uh, what you're capable of. And, how fun it is to be in a position to pull more out of uh, those people that you're the leader of or looked at as the leader. Yeah, and I mean, this is kind of the, you know, typical thing they always say, but it's like, I don't think they necessarily needed me as their captain. I needed that, like I needed that. I needed that for myself because I learned a lot. I don't think they learned, who knows if they learned anything from anything I said or did, um, but I learned a lot about myself just being the captain, you know? I never elevated myself over anyone. I never thought I was, you know, their superior or anything, but I, I just learned a lot about myself. And so. That's awesome. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer, Thanks. Allie. 
let's uh, shift gears a little bit. I have mm -hmm. uh, a couple of uh, questions that may not take that long for you to answer, but I'm interested in seeing what your answer is. This is something that I've heard other people ask, and I'm curious to see what your response mm -hmm. is. What item have you spent $100 or less on that you've gotten the most value out of? Yeah, that's kind of a tough question because I think value comes from, doesn't always come from, you know, objects. But yes. um, I would say probably a journal. I think okay. that's something I found a lot of value from. I got that. I actually, I didn't spend money. I got it for Christmas actually last year. But being able to not only be my own coach in a way, mm -hmm. writing down my thoughts and kind of coaching myself, but seeing how I grow. Um, and writing down my thoughts and getting everything out so because I found it's therapeutic in, isn't it? it yeah it is and um, when I you know my parents are divorced and so going through the divorce I bottled everything in um, I was about 12 uh, no nope 14 I was about 14 when it all happened and I bottled everything in and I just found that to be you know not and not not as helpful not as therapeutic or any, I, it could have been easier I think if I wouldn't have bottled everything in and so um, that's one thing I, in a way, regret a little bit is not keeping a journal through that time because I wish I could see how I grew, what I was thinking, and how I overcame everything. But, you know, that I found a lot of value. I've been keeping a journal for the past almost year. And I'm big into journaling. Do yeah. you journal the same time every day or the same time of day, like morning or night? Or when, when do you journal? Um, in, when I was in school, I typically journaled at night. Okay. Um, but lately I've been doing it in the mornings. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like your morning mastery, morning ritual. Yeah, exactly. And I don't do it every day, um, but I do it at least weekly. And it's just good to kind of brag about myself in a way and yep. to brag about things I've done. I'm proud about myself and things of where I want to work and things I'm grateful for. It's always great to recognize things yes, that you're grateful absolutely. for in your life. Um, and yeah, so I've just been able to see a lot of growth and see a lot of great things happen in my life, recognize miracles that happen in your life. Or, it's you know. great to record those things yeah. because sometimes people um, aren't looking for the things that are good or that they're grateful for that mm -hmm. give them some perspective as to just how good they have it. Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's easy to get wrapped around all the negative that's going on. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to hear that you do that. Yeah. I'm a big journal fan. Me if, too. If I could coach... <laughs> everybody to do one thing different would be to just write down into journal yeah and put down what they're grateful for mm -hmm. and what kind of things they're looking forward to yeah even just writing down one thing you're grateful for every day that's that's enough <laughs> but absolutely yeah so tell us a little bit about uh, what Allie plans to major in after you get back from your mission yeah well I mean that's another little piece of why I kind of decided to go on a mission mission first is because I didn't. I don't exactly know. Um, I want to have a couple years of my life to find myself in the world and find, you know, things I love to do. But I definitely have an entrepreneurial spirit about me, and I, um, I kind of nodding my head because I love to hear <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, you know, I, I would love to, you know, start my own brand like you, you know, kind of thing, and. Um, have at least a little aspect of entrepreneurial in in my life um, whether that's I'm, I'm pretty passionate about houses and stuff and so even I've heard that yeah something about Texas something about houses <laughs> yes I I love um, 
which is one thing, I just love taking old things and making them new. And so if you can do something like a house and take an old house and make it new, that is fantastic to me. I love when, you know, HGTV, I love those shows. And so that's kind of the Being dream. Being able to see the transformation. Yes, exactly. Having a goal and doing, you know, like I've said on this whole podcast is like having something beautiful to work towards and that would, doing that with a home would be the coolest thing ever because you're helping someone, but you're also doing something that's really beautiful. But... I think you're going to be attracting a lot of fans, Allie, with uh, hey, the things that you're saying. <laughs> I mean, you're very mature for somebody that's 18, almost 19. Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. So Thanks. I think you realize just how, and I hope with um, some of the things that you've said, how much opportunity there is available in this world that we live in. Mm-hmm. I mean, this we're recording this podcast right now just on my iPhone. Yeah. And uh, it's possible to create... Um, international businesses just off of apps from your iPhone. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you see with uh, things you've been able to accomplish in sports and in your academic life and in your personal life and challenges you've overcome that uh, you would like to be in control of the direction of your career. Is that right? For sure. Yes. I've kind of learned that as I've worked at a law firm. (laughs) Um, Just especially me being the little administrative intern is what they call me. I'm not really in control of things I get to do and things I get to, you know, and and I don't want to limit myself. So you've Um, already seen what it's like to have a boss. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not opposed to jobs that, you know, working for someone, I'm not opposed to that. But um, I'm kind of opposed to working in a cubicle, personally. That's one thing I've learned. <laughs> Me but, as well. Yeah, yes. I definitely, I don't, I don't want to limit myself educationally or even just, you know, like that spark that I talked about. I don't want to limit myself with not having a spark and something doing, doing something that I love or I don't want to limit myself by not getting an education. So there is a lot of opportunity out there. Well, I'm glad to hear that because it sounds like you're on the right track with bucking the trend of doing what all your friends are doing, which is going to college right after mm-hmm. high school. And you've decided to go on your own track. And mm-hmm. if you didn't know it already, that's what successful people do is they <laughs> see what they're passionate about and they follow that so you can do that with your career also. You don't have yeah. to just limit it to your spiritual life or to your mm-hmm. academic life. There's just the sky is the limit, Allie. And for, for people sure. like you, we're going to do a part two of this podcast in about five years, if you're okay, <laughs> yeah. just to see uh, what Allie's been up to. Because right. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of cool things to check in with you about. Last couple of things. Um, this is kind of a cool one. So if you had the opportunity to put any message on a billboard out on the mm-hmm. freeway, what message would you put out on the billboard? Huh. Yeah, I think I'm a big, big advocate for being productive. Okay. Um, so something that I put up there is like make every minute productive or make every minute worthwhile or something like that just because um, that's one thing I've definitely worked on this summer for myself. I created like a planner and everything for myself and I got a second job because I was like, I'm not being productive with my evenings or my weekends. I have some extra time. I have some extra time. I could be doing something with it. Yeah, I could be making more money. I could um, be developing more talents. And so I have definitely learned the, um, I don't know, the, what's the word? The importance of being productive. And um, so, yeah, I... You've been able to see that in just a short period of time, mm-hmm. how it's been able to accumulate and to ben- benefit you by just doing little tiny things every day. Yes. And another thing is like I found myself 
mindlessly scrolling on things like Instagram or Facebook. And I was like, I'm not, I recognize myself not being productive. I could sit on the couch for two hours and just mindlessly scroll. So I, I deleted those off of my phone and I said, I'm going to be more productive. And so that's why I started, you know, Beach Body. I was like, I could be making my workouts more meaningful, more productive. And so I, you know, kind of a deleted the social media out of my life and started, you know, really focusing on my jobs, on my fitness, on my spiritual progression, on everything. So, so let's talk a tiny productive. bit about that. You decided and you came to me about a month and a half, two months ago, mm-hmm. said that you wanted to start working on yourself after volleyball mm-hmm. um, from a fitness perspective. Yeah. And you joined uh, what I call the back to school challenge, which is a 31 yes. day challenge that was eating better, exercising, and doing it every single day Mm -hmm. and following a program that's designed to be able to get you some results in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about uh, what motivated you to do that Mm -hmm. and then what did you learn about yourself over the last 31 days? Yeah, um, I've always been very driven in fitness. Yes. I've always, um, you know, I, I love working out. It's fun for me. It's doing things that are that I like. Obviously, running 20 miles is not fun for me, but... <laughs> <laughs> but um, you could get there. <laughs> I could. But um, I, you know, I wanted to be more productive with my workouts, and I found that doing the incline every day or whatever, I could be doing something better than that. And so I, I decided, you know, I wanted to do beach body and... I've never had like a number in mind of a weight I want to be at or anything. I just want to feel good and, yep. and enjoy it. And so, I, yeah, I, that's kind of why I joined it because I know that I, I like having purpose when I work out yep. um, and knowing exactly what I'm working. And So, so doing workouts every single day mm-hmm. for 31 days. Yeah. Um, not even athletes really do that. And not all of the workouts are that hard every day. Mm-hmm. But what did you learn about yourself over the last 31 days that you think was of value? Yeah, I think um, I learned that I do really well with accountability. And so that app, you know, the accountability app worked really well for me because I wanted to mark that off every day. Um, It's kind of cool seeing a check mark. Yeah, for sure. So I do well with that because, you know, like I said, I had a planner before too, and I would mark off every day that I worked out or whatever. And so having that, something physically to mark off that you accomplished something, that was really good for me. Um, And I think the healthy eating and stuff really helped me drive through it. Um, And because, like I said, I'm working two jobs and doing a lot with my life right now. And so doing without healthy eating and that kind of stuff, I don't know if I'd be able to last from nine o'clock to nine o'clock every day. (laughs) So that's for sure. Yeah. But I definitely learned also my goal was to, you know, I wrote down my goal at the beginning. It was to to get through a program at least once or twice. And having that, I was like, I'm not going to quit this program in the middle of it. That's crazy. So You're you're not the quitting type. No, like I said before, I've got a spark and I'm, letting it grow so you guys can't see that on this podcast but Allie is smiling a lot because (laughs) she's excited about her future and where she's going and um i think this is a good place to wrap up i'm just thrilled to have been able to share uh what's going to be 45 minutes with you so thank you so much um i'm really excited about what uh, you're able to accomplish with your mission and school and your career Mm -hmm. and um we just really thank you for spending some time with us and sharing your wisdom with everybody else out there. Oh, yeah, my 18 years of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, hey, I'm happy to do it though. It's fun. You, you can get wisdom with uh, just five minutes. True. So thank you so much. Yeah. We really appreciate you and we'll catch up with you real soon. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Alice. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Allie Olson. That was fantastic. What an exceptional young person and somebody with a really bright future. Thank you again, you guys, for tuning in to episode number two of the Weight Training Podcast. And we will be with you next week with another episode. Take care.